0: Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail, and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. I am so excited to talk to you guys today a little bit about recruiting and how it relates to Starbucks. So this is going to be a fun, short and sweet episode today but I wanted to share this with you because I was very inspired by this story and I think it can relate to all of your businesses. So for those of you that are familiar with this story, you are probably just as inspired by this man as I am. But I actually did not know this background of Starbucks and how it really came to be. So Starbucks is essentially a very well-known coffee company, right? I mean, there is one on almost every corner. Uh, You know, it's kind of one of the most recognizable symbols next to, you know, McDonald's and Superman, you know, and even like Target, like just kind of one of those brands that everyone is familiar with and everyone trusts. But it didn't start that easy. And really, truly, without perseverance, this coffee giant would never have existed. So Howard Schultz is the founder of Starbucks. And when he made the decision to launch this business, he needed to secure a loan. Just like many startups, they have to go to a lot of banks. But when I tell you the number of banks that he had to go to, to secure his loan, your your jaw is going to drop. So he went to over 200 banks, 242 to be exact. And not only was he desperately trying to secure this loan, but his wife was pregnant, all right? After a year of rejections. So he was doing this for an entire year. He was finally able to secure $400,000 that he needed from a doctor and two other individuals. So not even a bank. You guys, that means there was not one single bank that approved his loan and was willing to invest in his company. I mean, how crazy is that, right? Today, the brand and company Starbucks employs over 137,000 people around the world. And you guys, this stat is old. So honestly, it's probably a bajillion more than that. Um, Starbucks stats... According to Business Insider, at the time of this, um, you know, the research that I found, I'm not exactly sure of the date, but at that time, they Starbucks was in 40 different countries. And it said as of 2010, okay, so this was like a long time ago, Starbucks employed 137,000 people, twice the population of Greenland, which is pretty incredible. Who knows how many right? Employees it has to this day. And it says Starbucks adds two new stores on a daily basis since 1987. And did I mention that Howard Schultz is worth over $3 billion? That's insane, right? (laughs) So when I say his story is inspiring, I think we can all learn a couple of things. First, This concept of perseverance and not giving up on what you see as either your dream or your why, or you know, just what it is that you feel like is the more that you're looking for. You know, he really never gave up. If he had not persevered, and let's just say, even after going to 157 banks, he was like, you know what, clearly. No one out there believes in this dream that I have. So it must not be worth my time. It must not be worth all of this rejection, right? But we would not have the most, one of the most iconic brands if he was not willing to face the rejection. You know, you hear people say things like the most successful people in the world are the ones that have just failed more than you right? They've just failed more often. And so I kind of look at recruiting like this, right? You could apply this to really anything in your life, I feel like at this point. Um, But when I think about recruiting and Starbucks, right? I think about the amount of rejection that Howard had to go through to finally find someone who was willing to invest and be a part of his dream right? Someone who was finally, you know, able to be like, yes, I have faith that what you're building is worth my money. And so when you are working your direct sales network marketing business, or even if you have a brick and mortar and you're like, I cannot find good quality people to hire, right? There's a couple of things you need to think about. The first thing is, are you willing to weed through all of the bad? Are you willing to weed through and deal with all of the rejection? All of the no's. Are you willing to consistently show up day after day, pounding the pavement, looking for your ideal business builder? Or have you stopped asking about the business because maybe you got you know, three or four rejections, or maybe someone in your family has said that what you're doing is stupid and it got in your head and paralyzed you. Guys, I am just as guilty of that. You know, um, many of you know that I had built a huge career, huge, with uh, Pampered Chef. And when I first started my business, I went... I would say like four or five months before I had my very first recruit. And it's not that I wasn't capable. It's that I had made up my mind that the only people who would do something like Pampered Chef, right? Like the only people who would do direct sales were the people who were desperate like me. I viewed myself as this desperate person who was willing to do anything I could to be home with my baby right? So I viewed it as this act of desperation. And it gave me the ability to stay home. And I made $1,000 a month every single month my first year. I mean, it was like clockwork. I always made my $1,000 so I could stay home. And I remember my very first recruit. I will never forget her. Her name is Megan. So if she's listening to this, she'll know who she is. And I was at a cooking show. And she came up to me. And she said, Hey, can you tell me a little bit about how you're making money doing this? Like, I think I would want to do this too. I think this is something I would really enjoy. I love to cook. And I immediately, I I just was like literally paralyzed. Like, I was just standing there, like, wait, I'm not the only one. (laughs) Like, there's other people out there that would want to do this and not do it because they have to do this. And in that moment, I was like, you know, kind of like after 30 seconds or a minute of standing there with my jaw to the floor, I I was like, "Uh, you know, I came back too. (laughs) And I said, yes, yes, you you definitely can. Yeah, for sure. And she was, you know, not only was she my very first team member, but she also was on my team as we promoted to a director team um, over the next couple of months. Because I realized in that moment that what if there are other people out there who could benefit from this, right? And when I started to focus on how it can help other people and not placing myself in the middle of, you know, oh, it's all about me. Like I was doing it so that I could have X, Y, Z, or, you know, people just want to do this for the discount or people just want to do this for a short period of time. But instead I started thinking, what else is possible? You know, why else would someone want to be a part of this community? Why else would someone want to make extra income? It might not just be the person who wants to be a stay-at-home mom. While Megan and I were both stay-at-home moms, the next few people who joined my team were not. I had one who was an empty nester. I had one who, um, I'm trying to remember, I'm like, it's been a long time. I'm trying to think back to my first few people. I had one who, she was working full-time but going through a divorce and she needed some extra income. She was like, you know, all the things I used to be able to pay for, for fun, I can't anymore. And so she did it for fun. And then I even had people who were like, I just want to sign up for the kit and do a couple of shows to like make my money back. And I was like, okay, you know, like I was like, whatever. But the thing is, it was, I started opening my eyes to the potential of what this business can do. Because when all you're focused on is what it is doing for you, then yeah, of course, you're probably going to find similar people in similar circumstances that are going to be drawn to you, drawn to your mission and drawn to your vision, right? But you have to be willing to weed through tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people and rejection before you find that one person who really catches the vision. You know, as I was working to... You know, once our team had promoted to executive and I was helping develop more and more leaders in our organization, and I had, you know, um, let's see. uh, At one point in time, I had three executive leaders in my first generation, uh, which meant, you know, our team was doing over a million dollars in sales as an organization. We had tons of leaders, right? At one point in time, we had like 88 directors in our organization. And when I look back on that timeline, You know, I had promoted a bunch of leaders and recruited who knows how many people at that point, but my first executive director did not join my team in my first year of business. They did not join my team even in my, maybe in my second year of business, but they weren't really doing anything significant until probably my third or fourth year. And I say that to say, you know, it's not a matter of waiting around for the right person. It's a matter of going out and finding them and just continually showing up and sharing. Because it's one thing just to show up and just to like post and ghost, to just wait around, see what happens. But at the end of the day, you can't just build it and they'll come concept. Like if if Howard Schultz had said, okay, cool, like now I've got this $400,000, this loan, I'm going to go build my coffee shop in the forest where no one can see it. I'm not going to tell anyone about it. And I'm just going to hope that by me signing up and getting this kit, that people are going to come and do business with me, right? He didn't put his coffee shop in the middle of nowhere. No, he did research and he said like, what is the best way to leverage this opportunity? Who can I connect with? You guys, that is why today there is like, so many there's an abundance of opportunities for people to work from home for people to work wherever they want right it's it's not a like uncommon thing now to be like work from your phone like you can do just about anything and so i want to encourage you when you are pounding the pavement like howard had to do and when you are inviting and recruiting and sharing focus on not just relationships and connection but focus on how you can essentially share your vision and your mission and what it is that you're building with others in a way that really you're speaking from the heart and you're not focused so much on what it is that you want to get out of it, but how when a community collectively comes together and joins your mission, everyone will reach their destiny. Everyone will reach their potential and beyond. And that's what's so incredible about direct sales and network marketing is that you are, you know, you benefit when other people have success. And so if for whatever reason you are not sharing your story, you may think my story is not super crazy or impactful or like everyone wants to stay home for babies or everyone, you know, whatever, like you need to share your story. Someone needs to hear it. And if you are struggling, whether you're struggling or not, you guys, Monique and I are going to be doing a free three-day training in our free community, the and Baxter Community for Network Marketers. Make sure you're in it. I'll put it in the show notes, but we are going to do a whole three-day training on relationship-based recruiting and the power of really leaning into that concept of relational equity and connection and community, as opposed to numbers, numbers, numbers. Now, Howard Schultz had the right idea. You have got to face adversity. You have got to be willing to go to 242 banks, right? But notice it took him reaching out to an individual, reaching out to someone he knew, a doctor, like people in his network who had money, To be like, okay, I admire you guys. He poured his heart out. He shared his mission and his vision and they invested because they saw the potential. Sometimes we have to find people that see the same vision and mission and want to be a part of what we're building, right? There's so much more power in that than just saying, hey, you can make some extra money. Well, they could make some extra money by working at Starbucks or going to Target or you know, working online as a VA. I mean, there's like a million different ways. So why is it that someone would want to be a part of what you're building? So if you're struggling with that, do not miss this three-day event. It is going to be so good. We are literally going to share the secret sauce. We are going to share our inviting formula. We're going to talk about who to look for, what to say, how to approach them, all the things. I mean, it is going to be The best. It is going to be fire. So, if you are not in that community, you need to get in there. You need to get your teams there. Everyone needs to be inside the Scriven Baxter community because you are going to see an explosion of growth on your team in, in quarter two if you apply what we teach you. I guarantee it. So, thanks again for tuning in. As always, I would greatly appreciate a shout out on social media and Rating, Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to rate it, uh, you know, five stars or whatever, (laughs) whatever platform that you're listening. And, you know, always feel free to send me a message if you thought something that you heard was impactful and you would like to learn a little bit more about our coaching program. I would love to connect with you and share how our program is helping other people and changing this industry. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot, post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.